0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Ah, uh, you've been recording, Well, Kevin. Guess what? I'm back after God knows how long. I'm finally back for Geeky show ever, episode 149. How've you been, my friend?
1: Ah, uh, I've been so-so, and that's. And I'll apologize to the listeners up front. We're quite late in recording, but Mark had some issues, and I've been I've been sick the last few days or almost a week now I guess or actually over a week Uh, I I have a childhood malady I had a double ear infection and I couldn't hear which then also caused me to get dizzy when I'd sit up and want to chuck my cookies
0: at times but but not being able to hear me would be kind of cool wouldn't it it could have its benefits yes there are benefits to that
1: you know all I would see is your lovely lovely face
0: Yes, and my big floppy lips moving up and down. How how nice would that be? See, that, that's why we've stopped doing video for the listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for their sake.
0: Plus, but, uh, plus uh, there was only like seven viewers anyway. So, yeah. we didn't make uh, our million that way.
1: Yeah, we'll find it another way. But I've been, uh, I'm on the mend. I did have to have what they call a wick put in my one ear because it had swollen what, shut. You
0: light it up or something and your ear goes bent?
1: No no, it's but my ear had swollen shut so the medicine that I have to put in my ears I couldn't get it in there. So they stick a thing in your ear, then they pry it open and they put this think of a candle wick, but just a little bit bigger around, shove it down in your Ooh. ear. This is why your ear is sore and swollen. And then let it down and then pull everything leave the wick in your ear and then when I put the medicine on it, it just draws it down into my into my ear. And then eventually the wick just falls out of your ear as you get better.
0: Okay, I don't know about anyone else, but that seriously grossed me out. Oh, wait.
1: Let's Ugh. let's go better. Then I have to go back and have a procedure done on my ears that involves a long, hollow needle and something akin to a vacuum cleaner.
0: Okay, the- Kevin, I, I'm getting squeamish and... Uh- <laughs> I might, you might, you hit the floor. <laughs> floor. I am, I am. I, I, I was a, a nice crispy red, and now I'm, I'm going pure white. I hate. Look, I hate medical stuff, and you know, one, one thing that's happened to me recently. My daughter broke her arm, and oh my god, I fainted, Kevin. I, I'm not afraid to say it. I fainted, I, I ran up to the school, and literally, this is a big man running up on his feet, 1.6 kilometres, small breakfast, I ran up to the school when they called me and said, no, she's really broken her arm, they had to get an ambulance to come and, and take her to hospital, and I got up there, and I looked at her arm, and I passed out, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop, honestly, it was like a second elbow. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It was banana shaped and like she had two elbows. And it's like, I, 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 I didn't leave you at school like that this morning. What, what the hell happened? It was really, really, it scared the shit out of me. And it's one of those things that as a parent, you, you can't, you know that I cannot fix that. There's nothing I can do. I, I can't kiss it to make it better. I can't put a band-aid on it. I, I have to rely on the medical profession to, to get it right. And it was just so overwhelming. And even in the hospital, I passed out a second time when the doctor was explaining and showcasing the X-rays. Because I had to insert two uh, metal or titanium rods. I really didn't understand it. Uh, it was a bit above my knowledge base. I was going to
1: say, you were down on the floor.
0: It was uh, kind of hard. <laughs> I was on the floor anyway. Uh, but anyway, so the, the two metal rods have gone into her arm. And they had to be surgically implanted right up from her elbow to her wrist in order to straighten out the bone it was such a severe break and the amazing part is she just fell over in 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 the playground just on grass as well she just bumped into another kid and she fell back and and she put her hand down it was just the angle and and total destruction and um but boy she was brave she was braver than i was i was an absolute mess and even honestly for about a week afterwards i still Every time I would think about it, I would still feel ill. And I, I couldn't, I could barely talk about it. If someone questioned me about it or I was explaining just like I did now, I would feel like passing out. It was just, it was so horrendously bad. Um, thankfully, she's okay. She's in a in a cast and in, in another eight weeks or so, she's got to go back in and have another operation to have the pins removed. Uh, but boy, it, it's just, it's amazing how much you end up loving your kids. You, you just have that parental love that, I don't know. You can't, you can't get away from and I'm sure for anyone who doesn't have kids, it's hard to understand why I'd pass out of that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe some people pass out. General, I pass out generally anyway, Kevin. <laughs> if you if you started bleeding now, I'd be on the floor. Um, uh, yeah, I know. But but see, I care about you, big fella. That's all it is. Um, but you, you do have that parental love that just—it's like, oh, geez, you know. How do you cope with something like that? And it, it's really hard. And uh, oh, I yeah, I well know that. Yeah. So thank, thankfully, it's all good, and hopefully, it'll never happen again because uh the, the school now no longer has me as the the first parent to call. They call Gretel first. <laughs> And the, Gretel's the, it's been like, telling everyone... I, I swear, everyone within a 30-kilometre radius of me knows the story about me passing out. Because, see, the, Gretel had to go to the school and pick me up because I had passed out of the school <laughs> while Natalia was driving past her in the ambulance to go to the hospital. The, oh, my Lord. I know. It, it was it was like a... It, it was a comic event. It was uh, It was very funny and quite embarrassing. But anyway... It was all fun in in retrospect. It was all entertaining, all fun, but jeez, I never want to go through that again. Well, so
1: this is a good family story that uh, Natalia can tell. You know, future generations. You know, when she oh, yeah. has her great when she has her great grandchildren. You know, in the year twenty one twenty or something, sitting on her knee, she can say, "Your great great grandfather was a weenie." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, so true, so true. And it, look, it's one of those things. We we got back uh, the the school photos um, yesterday, and it, it was funny. My my uh, daughter had this. So this nose snot coming out of one nostril, and you could see it coming out on the photos, and especially the bigger photo, <laughs> blown up, you can really see it. And I'm laughing my head off, and I'm saying to her, "You know what? When you get to 21, this has been blown up billboard size. Happy 21st birthday!" And it's all this kind of stuff that goes towards. You know, great family memories, even though some of it may not seem good at the time, like the, the broken arm and the passing out. But when you look back at it, you, you think fondly of that moment. And even though I, I say, hey, I never want it to happen again, and I really don't, it was also good that it happened too, because it, it's something to tell and something to pass down through generations and, and just have a bit of a laugh with, I, I think. is, And hey, you've got to laugh at yourself. If you don't laugh at yourself, what's the point?
1: I mean I get up every morning and look in the mirror and go Oh my god who is this funny looking bastard You
0: know I, I, I gotta say I also get up in the mirror and go You know you're not know, a bad looking fella
1: Really why do you lie to yourself
0: Because if I don't Gretel won't
1: But Gretel tells me I'm nice
0: Yeah but She's delusional
1: No she's not she likes me Yeah that's alright <laughs> She sends me candy
0: Yes, I know. A way to a man's heart is always through his stomach.
1: Yes, I I will not disagree there. I've yeah. had a lot of women try to get to me too by the size of my stomach.
0: So. <laughs> you know, the only problem, the only woman that gets to me is myself because I'm the cook in the house. Gretel can't uh, cook, cook to save herself. So, uh, yeah, if you're expecting a a good a good meal when we visit one time, yeah, don't don't expect that. It. It's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> that uh, you know, it's funny we were. Uh, I don't know. Was it a couple weeks ago on the show? I mentioned something about Scrapple, and uh, one of our longtime listeners and fans of the show, uh, Dorothy uh, Yamamoto, mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, uh, she had. I don't know whether she said she had or hadn't heard of Scrapple, and we exchanged a couple uh, messages about it on Twitter, and it was it was funny because you talk about stuff you know that a lot of a lot of people wouldn't want to eat. And we got, and it came up again today at work about people talking about it. And somebody said, "Well, that's so country." And I went, "What?" Meaning, you know, it's it's something country folky because mm-hmm. I I grew up in a rural area. But you know, it's good stuff. I like it. I mean, it's got lard and flour and the leavings from making sausage and butchering the hogs, and it's just good stuff. You fry it up, and it's tasty as all get out. So.
0: Sounds interesting. I haven't had it, but it's uh, one of those things that sounds very yes.
1: tasty. I don't think I could ship you any. It has to stay
0: cold. Yeah, probably. Well, you you could, but that's only if you want to kill me first. <laughs> that might be an option, listeners. Listen, if you don't hear from me on Twitter for a month, you'll know what happened. Hey, listen, Kevin. Speaking of that, Twitter, and you know what. I can't get back into it. Now that I'm out of it, I can't get back into it. I, I, I think Robert De Niro, Godfather, you know, sort of going, when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. No one's pulling me back in on Twitter. What the hell's going on?
1: Well, I know, because you don't even respond to me half the time.
0: Yeah, but... That's yeah. a different reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. It depends what the topic's about. But, um... now look... It, Honestly, I've been sort of walking away from from social networking just a bit. Just, it was getting too much in the way. Yes, walking virtually, Kevin. Not realistically, with fingers. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't get back into listening to the BS that goes back and forth between everyone I know.
1: I don't know why not.
0: Can you put Star Trek figurines down, please? That's a Klingon. Yes, let's not go there again. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I understand,
1: and I know. So, I, now, I, frankly, I have to say too, I haven't been as active on Twitter, and I haven't been on Google Plus as much as I want to be. Good Google and that's Plus only is being... dead.
0: That 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 no, li- that's got to die. That place, See, except for the hangouts, it's pathetic.
1: I don't know. Some of the communities I'm a member of, I really enjoy, but my problem is time. I, I, mm-hmm. I have, I have a limited amount of time I can dedicate. And it's it's usually in just little spurts. I mean, you know that from when you and I are exchanging messages. I, yes, I'll get just I'll just get little spurts where I can jump in and do things, and then that's it. And once things work out over the next four months or so, four and a half months, it'll get better, and I'll I'll get more back into social media. But you know, I'm I am Twitter, I am uh, Google Plus when I have time to be on Google Plus. Um, but
0: let, let me ask, do you miss? being away from it because I, i've noticed too that you you're not posting as much especially in the last few weeks and do you miss not being within that social network as much i, I mean is this you say within a few months when work dies down and it gets a little bit you, you get that major project out of the way that you're working on and stuff like that but will you want to go back into it because i'm finding now even when i've got that downtime. I've kind of filled the void with other things. I don't even look at my Twitter feed anymore. I, I just respond to when people message me or include me in like a, a tweet. But other than that, I don't, I don't actively go and actually read through what anyone else is saying. And I, I also wonder how many people are the same as me because I, I went off Twitter for 10 days and no one messaged me at all uh, to see whether I was dead or alive. Well, yeah, but you sent another message through email or some other meth- method. Yeah, I would, but. I don't know. It, it was so I unimportant so. that I just went, eh, whatever, it's just Kevin.
1: It, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, and, uh, but no, I, I do miss it. I do read my feed when I have like five minutes and I'm not doing anything. I'll read my feed and I'll think, oh, I want to respond to this. I want to respond to that. Elisa and I usually trade messages a couple of times, you know, uh, and usually, uh, Elisa and I are talking about weather. So she wants the pit, weather pit I little,
0: have a little topic right there. Yeah.
1: She wants the weather I have, and I want the weather she has. And yeah, of course we had wild weather. We had tornado warnings and stuff tonight. So, uh, but that all went away, but, um, so I mean, Elisa and I did it and, and I just missed the interaction with people, but you know i if i see something really good i'll jump in and try to talk about it um, but i do miss it
0: hmm. interesting because uh, yeah. i i don't I've, I've spent more time with the family and the kids and and so forth and i you know I, ultimately that the, the family is more important than any social media ever will be but it, it's one of those things that I, I don't miss it anymore i um i i just i'm happy to be in there occasionally i'm happy to respond to people messaging me i'm happy to promote my wares and this show and so forth via the social networks but i just i stay away from it now and and not because i dislike anyone or what people are saying or anything like that because if i disliked what someone was saying i'd just stop following them but i just don't feel the need to do it anymore i kind of and i think maybe to a certain extent apple has done this uh, inadvertently to me and and I know that sounds strange but we went months we went six months essentially without any news out of Apple so everything was just rumor based and it was just revolving around selfie pictures and and pictures of what I'm eating for dinner and and it's like um okay I'm, I'm just getting a little bit bored of the the topics that that were coming up and that's why I haven't done NAMP for so long I've got to get back into NAMP I'm hopefully going to record early next week but NAMP is going to be a, a show that's every second fortnight because, there's two number one, there's too many Mac shows. that Hence why I called it Not Another Mac Podcast in the beginning. And now there's even more. Uh, it just never seems to end. And the problem is that then there's certain people who know who they are, and we all know who they are because we listen to them, who are on multiple podcasts on a given week. And they talk about the same thing and have the same opinions. And then it just becomes one blur of repetitive podcasting and and drives me up the wall i i just i want originality i want someone to say no and 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 you know i don't agree with this boom and and let's start something spicy let's spice it up and i'm just not seeing that anymore i'm seeing too much repetition and there's no news how honestly mac podcasters listening to this episode how the hell did you last for the last six months when apple didn't do a damn (laughs) thing you know yes WWDC a lot of information awesome that's great we've got some cool stuff to talk about but there's only so many third-party apps and so many times you can reference your iPhone and so many times and I Kevin I find that you know I I have my set amount of apps now and I rarely add a new app to it I've, I've kind of you know, got used to what I use, and it's so incredibly hard to come up with something unique, something that's interesting for the listener, because there's nothing, nothing worse than being a podcast listener, and you get 15 minutes into a podcast, and you know that the the next 45 minutes isn't going to improve, it's just, it's like MacBreak Weekly, when they have no news to talk about, when it's a really slow week for them, and it's terrible, it's, it's just horrendously bad, uh, and I reference them because I've I've seen and and listened to more bad episodes of theirs than good. But the problem is, that good episodes knock it out of the park. So yeah, it I, 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 it is a
1: challenge. It's it's tough. I think sometimes too. That's where I'll mix up podcasts. Uh, and I don't mean to sound like I'm doing it again, but I will say it. That's why I like throwing in like stuff like sci-fi tech talk. Mm-hmm. um Used to love, there's a couple other ones that I can't think of that I'll throw in every once in a while. Like the Linux shows that I like to listen to. I'm not a Linux user, heavy Linux user. I do use Linux. I mean, we've talked about that before. But that mixes it up, you know, and and, and throws things out. You know, it's just just something different other than the Mac News. I am a Mac devotee or devotee, however you want to say it. I still love my Mac. As far as a home computer, there's nothing else I want to use. Um, But I do use everything else. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just part of it's because of my work and and that. So I think when it comes to podcasts like that, we tend to get very centric. And when you get really centric, that's where you get that repetition and you get everybody that's becoming a hive mind. And I mean, and the people don't do it intentionally either. No. It is not an intentional thing. So mixing it up and getting a little feisty and, and and there are some podcasts out there that you know they'll get a little feisty and and they'll they'll go off topic and go tangent. Frankly, I enjoy it. I mean, uh Peter uh, not upfold. Uh God Peter, forgive me. I can't think of your last name on Deeper Look podcast. Uh a Bird. Burr. I'm sorry, Peter. Please forgive me. Um I'm old. My mind goes blank once in a while. Um, once in a while, <laughs> well, once in a while, every 15 minutes. Anyway, right. <laughs> I'm on. Wait, who are you? Never mind. The anyway Does, doesn't matter but, who I am. That, that, but that's where it's fun to listen to his show too. And if you haven't listened to it, go out and listen to it. Um, you know, it, I, I throw stuff like that in because I build a playlist. We've talked about that from what I listen to during the week. I build my playlist. I don't do a smart playlist. I don't do any of this. I like to set up, I like that structure in that so I know what I'm gonna listen to as I drive, uh make my commute back and forth to work. So throwing things in like that helps. But I think at one point, and it's been a while now since I was that way, you know, it was it was a lot of Mac podcasts mm-hmm. and they did. They got repetitious. And you know, one the same topic was covered on three separate shows with a slightly...
0: Slightly slightly different view, but not massively different.
1: And they were all... good. Nobody did bad, but the same thing multiple times just doesn't work. I mean, uh, uh, the uh, BART show, where he does once a month on the same network as we are on the Stoplight Network, Uh, uh, Let's Talk Apple. That's good. It's once a month, and he goes deep down into the news and stuff like that, so... I enjoy that, but you know it's. It you goes know, back and geeky ladies. Uh, those three women just cracked me up <laughs> with them going back and forth at each other. So kudos to them as well.
0: Yeah, it, it's one of those challenging things, and I, I think Bart's hit it on the head with the formula, uh, because the Mac, it, despite being a, a, a Mac, despite Apple being a major player in technology today uh it still is a very niche market especially when it comes to people listening to podcasts i think there'd probably be more of an interest in just general technology podcasts than there is in in podcasts that are limited to just apple products and and when i say technology in general i'm talking about computer gaming as well uh you know being mixed into there, maybe a bit of sci-fi and and so forth and how the sci-fi is related to to what's happening in technology uh but i think Bart's idea kind of got me to the stage where it's like do I really want to do a show each and every single week as you know Kevin it, it takes a lot to produce a show it takes a lot to, to keep it up and organising four individuals in four different time zones to come together at, at one time it is a challenge and I, I just don't have the time anymore to do it weekly uh, but also now- fortnightly there's a little bit more to talk about it it spices it up a little I think
1: now, I solved your problem with the time zones. I told you how to solve that. Did you? Yes. Move to the United
0: States. Uh yeah, but no, uh, because you got crazy gun people. You know, we're not that crazy. I, I have to admit. When I get I off have... the, play, the plane, you're going to shoot me in the backside. Okay, there's that, but then, you know, there's but, other Well, there you go.
1: I mean, I've been teaching my children, or at least two of my children. Oh, great! Right.
0: You've been teaching your kids how to shoot a, a a big white Aussie butt running down down the field. Oh, wonderful!
1: They they have they've been learning to shoot a bow, as well Ooh. as a, a
0: oh, not a bow, a <laughs> sharp.
1: I know. Oh, and then I've, they've also been learning to to shoot firearms. So,
0: well, you know. I I gotta say this, much. It, it's something that I wouldn't do with my kids, uh, but it's also ingrained in your culture differently to to my culture too. Um, you know, we've spoken about that a number of times. It, it's very common, very normal uh, for your culture to to be around guns and and have kids around guns. And and frankly, I, I guess until something happens where guns are outlawed in the U.S. It's actually wise to teach kids how to use guns responsibly than not to teach them how to use guns responsibly.
1: Yes, they they that was the first thing they learned is the safety, how to handle a firearm properly, you know, you know what you, the do's and the don'ts. And I am going to make them all take the classes, mm-hmm. the firearm safety classes. They will learn to be safe, and I keep my guns locked up. They can't just go grab them and use them or anything like that, so... No, they're being taught the respect for firearms and, and what they mean and, and you know, what the And I know there's a lot of people out there that, that probably think I'm an awful parent for doing that. But I believe in teaching kids the respect for it. Then maybe if they ever get in a situation where there's somebody that doesn't have respect for a firearm and is doing something crazy, maybe they'll be in a position to try to help defuse that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like, know. I, I, and I, I hope that I, there I sh- are.
0: Yeah, as you know, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even think of of putting a gun in my kids' hands. It's just not within the culture that I've grown up in and, and that I live in, and um, you know, certainly people in the UK and, and other countries would probably feel the same. But as I said, I, I think you're doing a great job to inform them correctly and teach them correctly of how to handle it, um, because there, there's there's too much of a taboo, and I think this is where sometimes um, the education of our kids can can sort of be bad in a way when you make topics a taboo topic and and you know one one example um you know and and this is i i guess getting a little personal but hey you know this is me i I put my soul out on the plate you know the the whole topic of sexuality and you know when you're growing up as an adolescent and and you start to to you know get hairy bits in certain places you want someone to talk to and i went to a catholic school and the Catholic school taught things a religious way, so you really didn't get a lot of information. I basically I, my my way, and at home, my mother would not dare talk about any any sexuality topics or, or anything like that. She didn't know how to, and she thought that it was something that I shouldn't know uh, back then or even now. Uh, And what ended up happening was that most of my sex education came from the the schoolyard, which 90% of the information there was wrong, probably more like 99%. And then the rest came from pornography. And that's how I learned. And that's not, in my opinion, the right way to learn. Thankfully, my kids' school have uh, a proper education, then even though they're young, they have a proper education... uh, personal education truck that comes out to the school and educates them correctly on things and i just hope that they become less sexual deviates (laughs) in comparison to me when they grow up uh because look you know there's some stuff i'll I'll say this much you you should never allow your kids to go and and learn and and experience stuff themselves when it's that serious And, and look you know i'm 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 comparing guns with sex, but if I had been spoken to about sex and taught properly, then I probably would have done a lot of things differently and I wouldn't be as um warped as, as warped as I am now and and let me just put it this way: once you learn with pornography eh, it's it's no good it's no good it, it's, that's that's the end because then you expect pornography all the time. And pornography you can't have all the time. It just doesn't happen. So same with guns. Bringing it back to guns, you teaching your kids the correct way, I think that's admirable. And I, I think that's the best way you could go forward with it, especially when your culture is a gun culture.
1: Yeah. No, I I believe in teaching that. And, and thankfully my kids do have, um, also in the school system here, they have classes all the way up through they start in second or third grade and go all the way through 7th or 8th grade every year they have they 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 go further and this is, doesn't sound good. they go further and further into it <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good at all Kevin but I know exactly what you mean they just provide a little bit more information that's perfectly uh Aged at their age group, and look, I think that's fantastic. And you know, sometimes my daughter will come home and and say something, and it's like, ah, what the hell, you know. And um, you know, oh, about three weeks ago or so, she came up with she she said something. I can't even remember what it was related to because I only heard one word, and I heard penis. And this is coming out of a (laughs) seven-year-old's mouth. And I went, whoa, 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 back the truck up. Where in God's name did you hear that word from? And I went on a whole facade. You know, I'm quite quite funny with certain things uh, in an embarrassing kind of way. But what I actually found out was it was an episode of the Big Ben Theory. She loves watching the Big Ben Theory with me. And it was an episode of the Big Ben uh, Theory where Howard gets the robot arm... And, and it's connected to his <laughs> penis. And, and, and the woman in the hospital goes, uh, you know, I, I need a doctor. We have a man with a, we, we have a, a, a robot hand on a man's penis or something. And, and she picked it up from there. And it's like, wow, something like that. You, you forget sometimes that that can be a, a very adult show. It can also be quite innocent as well. But there are sort of elements that, oh, geez, I shouldn't have my kids watching that episode.
1: I know I've, that's happened more than once with me in that show uh, because all three of my kids are, I like that show. So I'm very cautious. I know that th- this sounds sad. I know the episodes well enough that depending on what it is, it I will starts,
0: <laughs> it's like, no, no, can't watch that one. What I actually do, uh, and this is probably a, a bit of advice for anyone out there with kids um and who have ipads i use the parenting restrictions because I, I buy the seasons of the big Bang theory on itunes it's one of the things that i i still want to have digitally because the kids love it and uh even though i've gone mostly back to physical media that's one show that i want on every device wherever i am because it's just so good uh so i want to be able to watch it if i'm out and about um and just enjoy it but what i've done on the kids uh programs is I, i've set the ratings so that it's You know, in Australia, it's PG. So I've set it to to PG, which is... um, I I forget what your equivalent is, um, but it's that 13?
1: We have PG. We have PG-13. Might
0: be... Might be just the one below PG thirteen, but what it does is it throws in most of the episodes, but the the sort of ones that push the boundaries a little bit, they're blocked out, of course, so they can't access it on their devices, and that's how I've got around that problem. So yeah, use parental restrictions definitely on their iPads, and yeah, just hope that they're not around when you want to watch that episode, because that one with Howard getting his hands stuck, that Well, 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 not his hands stuck, his penis stuck. Uh, that is just funny as all hell.
1: We'll see here in the United States on, uh, I think it's TBS, the Turner Broadcasting System, which is locally, it's channel 49 for me on, on cable. Um, as starting at 8 o'clock, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night, they run like four or five episodes of the Big Bang Theory. Wow, that's nice. So, And it goes across all the seasons. Uh, so it's great and they'll, they'll watch that every once in a while although my youngest daughter has started to watch the old television show full
0: house oh I remember watching that when I was a kid that but uh-uh. see when I was a kid it was acceptable to watch that because it was I guess like the Brady Bunch like happy days it was one of those shows that was was part of that generation so you kind of watched it and for the time it was pretty good it, but yeah it I couldn't watch it again now I don't think. I, I You know there's certain things like I can still watch the Cosby show now. I love the Cosby show. But Full House it's just yeah, not not really. I mean it's just one of those things where it's like mm, no.
1: It makes it's it's not as bad as some stuff she watches but it does make me want to wretch.
0: Well, um. y- you know what makes me want to wretch is uh Broke Girls. Kevin, I you know what? I've watched Four episodes recently. Because I thought, you know what, I, I saw it on the catch-up TV that uh, that we have out here. So I thought, you know what, I know Kevin likes it. Let's give something a try that Kevin likes. Because there's so many things that you like that I detest, as we know. <laughs> um, and you know what, I did. And I just couldn't get away from thinking this show should be called Two Stupid Girls. Not Two Broke Girls, Two Stupid Girls. I don't know, the jokes are so obvious. The, and and they're just, they're completely clueless, but not clueless in a funny way because they know that they're clueless because it's written, the the script. Look, I'm not saying the actresses are are necessarily boring, but the script, whoever writes that script, I'm sorry, but you're a pathetic writer. Go and get a job building houses or something. It's hopeless, it's, bad comedy it just there, there's a couple of elements where I sort of grinned but the rest of it was just a grimace it just oh
1: see I I thoroughly enjoy. I, I won't say that the jokes aren't obvious but especially the character and I can't remember her real name the one that plays Max the dark haired yep, girl yep, yep. her delivery of stuff it just cracks me up it's that I, I don't know what what type of delivery you would call that but she just she cracks it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And she even did the same type of delivery in uh, she was in uh, Thor, the original Thor movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she had that same type of delivery with the jokes. It's I think it's as much her delivery as it is anything else. Uh, she's just funny, and she's my favorite character on there anyway. So, um, and I, I, I do I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoy that show. I watch it. All the time. I haven't quite finished the season yet. Uh Kate Dennings is her name.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just one of those things. I I, I tried, Kevin. I honestly tried. And just like Honey Boo Boo, I can't get into two Great <gasps> girls. I just I, I, I haven't I can't haven't I haven't watched Honey Boo Boo for a while. I need oh, to go. God, back. Why did I bring it up? Idiot, 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 idiot.
1: Uh well, all right, so you didn't like Two Broke Girls? Do you watch? Uh, have you tried the other show I recommended?
0: Uh, which one was that? The Blacklist. Not yet. No, that's a I, good one. That that one I uh, I think I probably like. I've just that you know what there, there's something you know I was talking about podcasts having too many Mac related podcasts, but television has too many good shows to watch other than Two Broke Girls and Honey Boo Boo. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I'm even I'm back at, at the moment watching the old X-Files and, and going through their whole uh, season. And, and And there's just, there's so much to watch, so much good stuff coming out of every country now. Australia's got some ripper titles that you know, probably the mo- most of the world don't get, and maybe the UK guys get them, but America tends not to air a lot of Australian uh, television for whatever reason. Maybe there's just not big enough market. But certainly the stuff coming out, of the US stuff coming out of the UK is just incredible at the moment. There's not enough hours in the day, and there's not enough days in our lives to catch up with all this stuff and really enjoy everything. It's
1: oh yeah, I, I, my my family is, and I've gotten them hooked onto it except for one or they 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 or my wife likes the idea my oldest can't believe I watch it is uh uh Downton Abbey. I love yes. Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm.
0: That's and, so that's and, another and one on my wish list but I I just haven't had time to actually get started in it. And that's it's it's disappointing sometimes it's like oh I really want to be watching this but yeah there's only so many hours in every day and and only so much TV you can watch and it's hard. Yeah.
1: It's, it's yeah, it terrible. It, 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 thank God for DVRs. That's all I got to say for me, because I DVR a lot of stuff and you watch know, it.
0: I miss iTunes no longer having uh, rentals, the 99-cent the TV episode rentals. And, you know, maybe a lot of that's been replaced now by catch-up TV, but what I used to love about the rentals was I could try something. I didn't mind necessarily... Uh, get in one or two episodes to see whether or not I would like a show without actually delving in and buying the whole season Um, or paying more to actually buy the episodes on iTunes So, or you know doing that other naughty naughty pirating thing Um, but it's like I wish that would have really stayed because I actually used that quite a bit and you know there was stuff there that I I liked and like the Skies I wasn't sure if I'd like it but I, I I rented one and bingo, it was it was great. And therefore I became a fan and bought the whole season. Now it's like things like Downton Abbey. It's like, what do I do? Do I wait for the rerun? Do I try and find it on catch up? Do I buy the DVD so that I can sell it if I don't like it on eBay? Or do I buy it on iTunes and just waste the money if I don't like it? it it's so hard. There's so many different choices. And um, it, it's like, if you don't watch it right there and then, too, you also lose a bit of the buzz uh, surrounding uh, the show. Because, you know, talking about social networks earlier, we were, you know, we'll go on social networks and we'll be back and forth about a certain episode uh, and what happened on that episode. And, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert kind of thing. Uh, but we do that, whereas, uh, you know, once it's been out for a few years, no, nobody cares that you're watching uh, 24 Uh, back again or lost uh you know it's like oh yeah i already watched that yeah i already know what happens
1: well let's see there's another show that uh a couple of them that i might get sometime and watch because i've never watched uh trying to think breaking bad i think i might have seen a total of 10 minutes of one episode Breaking
0: Bad is worth it if you can tolerate um the, the drug side of things. I I look at. I think we've spoken about before. I've never taken a, a drug in my life. I, um, you know illicit drugs. Uh, I've taken other wonky donkey ones that doctors have given me, but that's it. Um, and you know if you can tolerate the the drug use and the overdose and then the drug making and and look at it from the the people behind and what's driven for them to do it and and what the characters are going through. And if you look at it as a character uh, situation, it's great. Just don't look at it from a drug situation. Otherwise you'll, you'll be in a totally different world.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It, it, that does make sense. And the other one, what's the railroad one that you like so well, that's set in the American West.
0: Oh, uh, that's, um, Oh my God. I can't remember. I got to open iTunes to find out. Give me one sec. Uh, hell on wheels hell yeah i want to watch that one at some point too that is so worth it kevin you look you you absolutely dig that because it deals with american history and it deals with trains i mean and and it deals with the old west i mean you you mix american history trains and the old west and and i've got a heart on man that's just awesome stuff (laughs) it's like deadwood Look, i don't know what it is with the old west we in australia we never kind of had an old west we kind of had we, we kind of imitated a little bit, but we didn't really know much of the Old West, so we, we, <laughs> at the time, so we didn't really imitate. It. We created our own. We had our bush rangers and stuff like that, uh, which were you know our outlaws and and so forth. Uh, but another one that I, I love too is Deadwood. Deadwood is is sort of the, the same type of thing, and I, I think I've said on the show Mike would love that. It's set in, in his end of the world. and it, it's just beautiful drama. With enough action, enough entertainment, enough excitement, based in history, uh, and just really, really good television. So um, that kind of stuff, I I love and I dig, and and you can't get enough of that. It, it's just awesome.
1: Yeah, I love uh, I love that kind of stuff. I've been watching. Uh... Uh, some of my old war movies. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and I think what I'm going to start watching again is Ken Burns' series on the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget how many hours long it is, but I think I'll start watching it because I haven't seen it for a few years, and I know it's it's really good. And I something else I've been watching a lot of lately. Back into it because I don't remember where I got into it at. Um, but I've been watching a little more Doctor Who lately. Ooh, Which nice! I, I like the old like ones Doctor or Real. the new ones. Well, I've been mixing it; it's been all over the place. What I'm going to do is go back to the 2005 re, whatever reboot? they did reboot or whatever they call no. whatever they called it. But, and <laughs> and it ex- I've been told it's not really it a reboot. It's just they they changed things and they made they said okay if you don't want to go back all the way to the beginning and listen to all to the... the
0: start now yeah.
1: And it explains a lot of the stuff. I understand most of it because you know, by watching episodes. But I can pick up on some of the nuances that I might not know that well. And I think I'll go through and start watching. I think that's probably going to be the next thing I start on, maybe before Ken Burns' Civil War series. Uh, but I think I'll go back and, and pick that up and start watching. Because I do watch Doctor Who a mm, couple episodes usually every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, on is it BBC America? I don't, I don't know one I love of the B- BBC. Yeah, one of the there's. It's either BBC America or something. <laughs> Here's the strange thing: I watch. I can watch Doctor Who there, and I can watch Star Trek: The Next Generation reruns there easy too, because they're aired <laughs> constantly. On. I go, hmm, that just seems odd. Oh, and another show that I've gotten into that I've started on catch up TV, or not catch up TV, but through my Amazon membership, is. Uh, uh, Foils War out of uh, the UK. Oh,
0: I've heard about that, but I've never seen it. It's
1: I've watched the first... I'd seen like about three or four episodes that were across multiple seasons. And I said, this doesn't look too bad. But then I went back and I happened to catch the very first and the very second episode of the first season or series. Damn fine show. I, I'm going to sit down and have to watch that. So...
0: Cool. I might I have think to it's... check that out as well.
1: Yeah, because I think it's, it's so not... much to watch. Well, you know, and, and talking about watching
0: stuff, I have something new to help watch. Let me guess. You got a Blu-ray player? No. Mm. I got. Ooh, a Chromecast. Now I, call... I I have I have to ask. Did you end up buying an Apple TV? No, not yet. Whoa. Whoa! Whoa, listeners, take note. Kevin bought a Chromecast instead of an Apple TV. I know I know one reason why the Chromecast is cheaper. <laughs>
1: cheap, is, cheap is an understatement. It was a gold box deal on Amazon and then something else because of my Prime membership and something else. It was either $19 or
0: $21. Wow, nice.
1: That And I, I haven't hooked it up yet because I haven't had a chance to sit down and fool with it. Um, And, you know, again, I have a smart TV, which will do a fair amount of the things this thing does. But it still looks interesting for for doing the, uh, you know, tab casting, as they call it, where I can have a tab open on my browser here and just throw it over to the television.
0: That's very cool. And, you know, that's sort of what I do with the Apple TV. And the only reason why I'm not really interested in Chromecast, we do have it in Australia, but there's not enough streaming providers. Of course, we still don't get Netflix unless you go around the back door and, and so forth. And then if you've got to do that, then you break in US law and international law and Australian law, and you might as well pirate the damn stuff, even though you're trying to purchase legally and, and do the right thing. Um, but yeah, Chromecast it looks really interesting. I just hope that we get more content um, via it as time goes on. Uh, it would interest me if there was more content available um, but at the moment the Apple TV still can just purely because it's got the back end of iTunes if now maybe I'm not looking into this correctly but does the Chromecast back end into anything like Google's offering of videos like movies and, and, and Google's television network and so forth because yeah. then that's kind of like an Apple TV-ish kind of thing and pretty cool
1: yeah, it does do a lot of that. And I've also been reading up on how to do uh how to use Chrome to play your your iTunes media and then you can throw that up to the television. Ooh. So I've been reading up a little bit on that. I haven't had chance to delve into it a great deal yet. But I I I'm going to play with that and I'll report back to the listeners, you know, it'll probably be a month or so before I get deep into this and uh i I'll, I'll report back on what I find and what what my uh what my experiment how my experiment's going, but at that price it was well worth the experiment
0: oh yeah definitely you can I mean, can't give it up for that that's
1: throwaway tech almost at that point
0: you know technology is getting very cheap it is almost becoming a throwaway society well we've always lived in a throwaway society in the past decade or two but it's it's even getting more and more i I just look at the Constantly dropping price of thumb drives, and I'm like, "Wow, that that's just cheap!" Ass. Oh, Kevin bought himself a thumb drive. Oh, here we go again.
1: Well, you're talking about thumb drives. Yes. So, the last couple of weeks has been a week of uh, of of tech purchases. So, uh, this just came in recently. I got it's just a little one, a 32. Oh,
0: I love those. They're so hard to get out here for some reason. The real t- oh, these are. Yeah, I don't know why. You just you've gotta order them online. You can't just walk into a shop and get them. For listeners, uh they're the little nub about ones. the size of a dime. Yeah, really, uh, really stuck. small and perfect for lucky like, MacBook Air or or any of your tablet kind of things that, that accept it. Um Yeah, they they're just absolutely awesome. Very slow though, but brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: And then to go with that. I also have, I don't know if you can see, this is a 64-gigabyte SD card. Mm -hmm. Not really cheap on Amazon for like $17 or something like that, US. Incredible. Nice. Now, those two things are going to help me with the third item I'm about to show you. It's part of a side project that I'm working on. I'm not going to tell what the project is, but this is something I know Mark would like to have it is the Kingston mobile light drive
0: nice
1: so see I can can put two things into that and I have 96 gigabytes of storage for $25 or $30 that's, that's
0: incredible isn't it
1: of mobile storage to carry around that can be played on my iPad you know my iPhone all these different things
0: let, so. let me ask you about that because that it's an interesting idea, and I think this is one reason why sometimes I yell at my iPhone and I say, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you," <laughs> uh, because Apple has the tendency to not allow us to expand the memory. And I understand they keep us within the world garden, and yes, it's all you know appropriate to keeping us secure. Yada yada yada. I don't care though. God damn it, I want my split-screen iPad and I want my ability to put in a memory card or a memory stick and, and, and interact with it. That's that's the kind of stuff that that I want to do, Kevin. I'd love to be able to put a 64-gig SD card in my iPhone and just expand the memory. Um, you know, other manufacturers allow this to happen and it's, it's one of these things I know that Apple doesn't need to do it I want them to do it because it pisses me off. And, you know, you, you, you've come up with a, a perfect solution. Get a Wi-Fi drive and take it with you. Unfortunately, you've got to keep it charged up. you got to remember to take it with you. And then you've got to use a, a third-party app to access the media, which can either be brilliant or sometimes it can be questionable in its quality and, and, and what it can do and how it can function. And I don't know, I just... I really get pissed off at Apple for not allowing us to expand the memory easily. I mean, even allow us to do it easily through the uh, the, the dock connector or, or something, you know. Whatever it is, make it easy. I mean, there's a, a USB, a, a, a lightning uh, to, to USB yeah. device. Connect. Why can't I, if I'm sitting this on a desk and I'm travelling or something, why can't I just put a thumb drive in there and watch a movie that's on the thumb drive? It's like... Oh. And that's probably another reason why I haven't done NAMP for a while, because I've got so many complaints about these little things that are pissing me off.
1: They're just buggering with you, that's what it is.
0: They certainly are. It, it, it's shocking, Kevin, it's... <sighs> I don't know. Look, I love my iPhone. I I love the Apple stuff. Uh, But I do get disheartened when I would like to do something or I would like to use the technology in a certain way, and I can't. Uh, You know, I I got the renewal in again for for, um, iTunes Match, and here I am spending another $35 for the next year uh, to have iTunes Match. Now, it's great because it's kind of like a second backup as well, but boy, I'd love to have all that music in one device with me everywhere I go. And, yeah, I could go and buy an iPod Classic, but the problem is I'd have to carry the Classic and the iPhone. Now, if I went back to an old crappy uh, candy bar phone, that would kind of make sense, but then uh, I'd be even less connected. And then when you message me, you know, I just wouldn't be available to message you back and stuff like that. Ah, oh, the life and times of a complicated man and living in Australia. First world problems for a third world man. Yes, indeed. And they are first world problems. And they're very concerning because I, I consume too much of my day thinking about this crap.
1: Well, you know, the, the, the stuff that came out of WWDC where they're talking about the new iCloud stuff. the uh... That's cool that uh, you know it's 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 more dropbox like
0: yes and and, what and I, it's, what it's liked,
1: very reasonably priced too the, from what i can
0: yeah the price and the amount of capacity that you could purchase is brilliant it really dropbox is going to have to sit up and, and and really take note of that because their prices have been quite expensive uh especially once you get into the hundreds of gigabytes it gets very pricey and uh so that's something that's really cool where we'll, we'll be able to put whatever content we want on there. What I'm hoping, though, is for, for people like me who use a MacBook Air with 128 gigs of, of storage, I hope that they don't have it locked in so that you have to have the equivalent storage on your Mac uh, to what you're storing, if, if you know what I mean. So if, yeah,
1: if you've got. Yeah, kind of like the old. Uh, uh, what was the first before Mobile Me? What was it? Um, iDisk guess yeah, yes, where it, you had to
0: have... Yeah, you had to have it stored locally um, as, as well as, as in the cloud. I hope that they don't sort of do something stupid like that. I hope that they they let you just upload and, and say through the settings, say, hey, guess what? I, I don't really... I don't want to have this on my drive right now because I'm traveling, but I still want to access, you know, a, a terabyte of, of, of information that I've got stored there. If they can do this right, and I think... You know, one thing, once MobileMe sort of went away and then we got rid of iDisk, which I I really liked. I did like iDisk. Once we actually, once that went away and Apple could work on it behind the scenes, I I think that they've sorted out the problems and I think that they're going to deliver something that is going to be world-class and just become really, really solid. And it's great that it interacts with mobile devices Right across the board, and and uh, even with Windows PCs, I, I believe from memory. Um, yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I think you're
0: right. And and I think in reality, Apple, you know, they they took a few stabs at the WWDC keynote about, uh, you know, uh, Google's platform, Android, and and then Windows and so forth. But I think really, when they look at it, they need to uh, work with those platforms rather than against them. You can no longer turn the the, the future. That their market is is big and it's massive, but the only way to expand and, and to get other people is to give them the the products and then they go, hey, wow, this is actually a pretty good experience. I'm going to go and then look at a Mac or look at, at an iPhone. So I think that's where they they're heading towards their future, d- despite their their little you know stabs at these platforms. And maybe those stabs were strategically put in there to uh, to garner some some interest from or, or just conversation from the other side of the fence, too.
1: I I think it was both. I think it was to start the conversation. um, I I also think that um, they did it, you know, in particular because the analysts, they were, a lot of those jokes or stabs, whatever you want to call it, were addressing a lot of the stuff the analysts had been Pinging on Apple about saying mm-hmm. you need to do this, you need to do this, or you know do that, or or, or do whatever. And I think that's kind of where Apple was, you know, getting them back a little bit. That's, I mean, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I um, agree. But it was also made the it also made the the uh, keynote really enjoyable. It was probably with no hardware being announced. It was probably one of the most enjoyable keynotes I've watched in a long, long time.
0: Yes, so. I, I'd, I'd agree with you. It, it was really good. Um, one, one of the other features that I like, even though I don't talk to a lot of people on the phone, but the ability to take phone calls and receive phone calls on your Mac when your phone's across the other side of the room, that's just awesome. I mean, you know, I might actually start talking to people again just so that they'll call me <laughs> <laughs> so that I can do it. It's like, wow, that's so friggin' cool.
1: Well, um, the email the email side of that too, I mean. Oh,
0: send massive the attachments. Continu- the con- the oh, continuity,
1: the whole continuity thing, you know, is is really pretty cool. It might get me to use mail.app even more now.
0: <laughs> oh, look, I still use mail. Um, I think it, it's perfectly solid, but here again, I'm not using it like perhaps you would use it. And, uh, yeah. you know, certainly, uh, you know, if, if you're power hungry, it, it's not. If you're a power user of email then it's not the best platform but for me uh, and for what i do it's absolutely perfect i don't need anything else still outlook um is much better um i've got outlook on my dock i just don't use it i just i've tried it and it looks nice but eh, it's just it's a little too powerful for me if that makes sense
1: well the corporate world forced me into outlook Mm-hmm. Um, from what did we have before, Lotus Mail or something. I don't remember what it was. And once I got into Outlook and got into that whole thing, Outlook became the center of my universe yep. for for that sort of thing. But I, I, right now I run mail.app. That connects to uh, my iCloud accounts and stuff like that. And only that. Then I run AirMail. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I run air mail specifically to connect to all. And I do mean all the rest of my email accounts because mm-hmm. I absolutely love air mail best two bucks I ever spent. I used to use Postbox a lot, uh, which is a pretty good client. I like it, but Airmail is a little more outlooky with still Mac goodness. I'll say it that way for me. Mm-hmm. It fits as, as I've mentioned before on other shows, uh, it fits the way my brain works, which is always a challenge to find something, you know, to fit my brain. I see mean, that, the only bigger bigger challenge is to get it to fit your brain.
0: Yeah, but see that—that's why we podcast because we try to figure out each other's brains. Brains, brains. Reminds me of the Simpsons Halloween episode. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? See, see, we're in each other's brain. We're we're oh simpatico. Oh god, we're simpatico. Jeez, I think we've been podcasting too long together, folks. So <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you know what, Kevin? We're coming up to the hour. We, we, you know, what? there's still so much to talk about. We didn't even talk about Swift yet, the new programming language oh. that Apple announced. I reckon that deserves a full episode. Although Kevin's about to pop be- with excitement, he. I let, will. I will, Let's I will. Let, let's give us a little a little soundbite of what you think of Swift. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kevin, (laughs) please, please don't do that again. That's scary.
1: (laughs) No, I have to say that that was really cool. I immediately downloaded the free book that Apple put out on Swift, and I've been reading on it some. And I think over my summer vacation, I may have to take some time and, make some swifty goodness or teach myself some swifty goodness
0: now let me ask just quickly before we close out the show will it make a non-programmer like me who only has experience with basic and html and when i say basic i mean also very basic basic (laughs) and and html scripting that will that will, will it make someone like me be able to make my own app is it that streamlined and that easier to follow or is it still a quite a bit of a learning curve
1: I don't think it's a gigantic learning curve um, I mean I've I'm not a I don't write code anymore like I used to I mean I that that was what I used to do um, and I stayed in touch with it I I like other people say I collect uh, programming languages uh, and I know a little bit about a lot of them and uh, not I'm an expert in any of them uh, but it might get you towards that it would it will probably get you enough into it at the very least to to convince you whether or not you want to go the next step because it does interact with uh C in a sufficient way that you can mix the stuff together mm-hmm. so if you you know once you it's almost like if you hit the wall this is my initial impression of swift i'm not an expert yet folks but if you hit the wall with something that swift can't do or you can't do efficiently possibly that's when you'll get, oh, well, maybe I should learn to do C, you know, Objective C, and that'll add that next that Lie next error to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's my initial impression. I'm gonna read the book um and see how it goes. But it was just I was like, oh, this just looks so cool. And all the other little kits that they came out with, the health stuff didn't interest me, but the uh, other development tools that they talked about were just amazing. And we'll, you know, here in a couple of weeks or so, we'll 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 try to dive into that a little further.
0: Yeah, sounds good because I I want to hear more about it as well because I think that's going to be maybe not a turning point, but it's going to be a significant point in the in the cycle of of iOS development and what can be done and and what we're going to see. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And you know what, Kevin? We didn't even get into co-op gaming. We didn't get into talking Nintendo DS, video games, video games into movies. That's just going to have to wait till next week. So, Tim Chatton, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to listen to us yet again. We're not doing an hour and a half for you, Tim. Just stay tuned, and we'll, we'll be tips. back next week. Anyway, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you, uh, considering that you're like me, and we're not really plaguing the uh the social networks with our our wares
1: well they can um uh, they can find me on twitter i do try to respond to every if somebody messages me either at messages me or direct messages me i do my best it, i may be a day or so in some cases but i do try to respond to everyone um and i will have a con- i'm glad to have a conversation there uh if i don't don't think it's because i'm not wanting to or something like that, but you can find me at twitter.com forward slash B I G underscore I N underscore V A. Uh if you go over to about dot me slash Kevin Alder, you can find links to some of the other things. Uh I'm still working on a, a new website that if as soon as I get some time I'm gonna launch a slightly different website and I'll link I'll link from my about dot me page over to it. So Very stay cool. tuned. That'll probably be fourth quarter of this year calendar year before it gets a lot of love but you know as time allows I'm, I'm getting ready for it so that's that's the best place to find me
0: nice i'm actually thinking of, of releasing a new site for for something i'm working on but I, I don't well maybe i should yeah i don't really want to say too much but let's just put it this way you know my love of music it'll be music related um yeah so uh it, it, it'll be Different to what I was doing with track talk with with Sam and certainly sam uh we we've got to get back and do a couple of episodes of track talk again when his uh time frees up and we'll do it one day because uh, i i've I've got a lot to talk about so uh but i I need an outlet that is different to track talk for for what I'm considering radically different um because it it deals with my obsessions and it deals with are yes. are these obsessions you talk about in public? Oh, these are those are, are public based obsessions, Kevin. Okay. Um, now it, it talks about my my addiction to music collecting, and um, some you know it's something that I went away from for years. I went with the whole iTunes ecosystem and just did everything digitally, and I missed out on so much. And I I just love my physical collection, and I'm buying anything up to four and five albums a week everything from vinyl to blu-ray audio to cd um and i i love it i love collecting again and i i just i really want to almost do a, a website that's dedicated to the transition from digital back to physical having been physical in the past gone digital and then back to it and you know i'm i'm not trying to say hey you know if you're still in the digital world that sucks or anything because it's not i still use it i still use itunes radio i still use itunes match every single day uh but they've become the the cassette walkman to me in comparison to the cd uh collecting or, or the vinyl collecting uh which is more the home entertainment uh side of things for me so it still plays a role uh it's just the, the digital stuff is now the modern-day cassette, I guess. The modern-day portable uh, music system. And so I, I sort of want to delve into, well, what's it like to go back to physical? But not talk necessarily about the music, uh, but talk about my experiences moving back to it and why I, I like it and stuff like that. So anyway, it, it's something I'm working on in the background. I don't know when I'll get around to getting it released because I've got 10 million things that I'm working on at the moment. But it's something that I'm passionate about, something that I'm interested in. So if I do it right, it'll come off well. If I don't do it right, then it'll suck like hell. Wow, that rhymed. Probably. That rhymed. I'm a Probably. poet. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. And that, listeners, is... Uh, the end of the show you can find me at mark greentree.com uh kevin's already told you where you can find him but we all forgot about that for now so we won't worry about that he's on twitter at big underscore n underscore va my god i hate the underscores i agree with alison they're oh they're so annoying they're just oh.
1: that's why they're there
0: <laughs> <sighs> anyway between now and oh that's your section between now and next week see i haven't done the show for so long i almost took your catchphrase. <laughs> well, listeners well, well, please. H- h- How do I do it how do, what, what do I say to end the show
1: Usually you say uh, Write us Give us reviews or something like that I mean, that, That's
0: right and if you got a complaint Just send it to tree At uranus.com That's it for me Kevin take it out
1: This kind of ruins it But please Please listeners between now and next week Don't forget hug a geek. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with
0: no commercials. Twenty-four-seven music, even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchat doesn't play the hits or really any
1: music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere. Along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, StoplightNetwork.com, or at Let's Talk.ie domains.